Hello everyone and welcome back to Local Legends with Lark Farley. I'm your host Lark. A little bit about the podcast if you're new. Basically I share with you all stories that took place in my small hometown Brown County in Indiana. These stories range from true crime to the paranormal and everywhere in between. If you'd like to share your own hometown stories you can email me at locallegendswithlark.com. As always all the articles used in today's episode are going to be linked in the description should you want to read them for yourself. All right let's get into it shall we. Sorry for not posting in a while, but here's the tea. Like, I have a lot of episodes now on this podcast, and I wasn't sure how long I was going to keep doing it, just because, you know, we've gotten to the point now where I've covered so many stories from Brown County with so many different topics that I just, I only want to share the stories with you all that I personally find interesting, and we're getting down to the bottom of the pile, let's say. So, you know, as new stories come in, I'll share them if they're interesting. And then just kind of looking into the past for stories I haven't covered yet that might be interesting as well. So it might, this episode was posted late, but honestly, that's probably going to be the new theme here on the pod. You know, for a while there, I was posting every other week, but now I'm not sure what my schedule is going to look like. I kind of just want to post the episodes that I'm interested in, that I like researching about, and that I think you guys would want to hear me talk about. So that's kind of the format moving forward with this podcast, and we'll see if that changes. But for now, I'll just post, when I can, stories that I think are interesting that you guys would find interesting. So going back to today's story, like the title says, a child was hit by a school bus, <laughs> which before I get comments about me laughing, the kid is okay. They did not die. But let me tell you where I was when I saw when I saw this title. My mind immediately went to Stephen King's Pet Cemetery movie. You know the one. And if you haven't watched it, I need you to pause this podcast right now and go watch Pet Cemetery, the original one, and get back to me. The remake does not exist. We're going to pretend like that never happened. So I need you to pause, go see Pet Cemetery, come back. Okay, did you watch it? All right. So now we're all on the same page as to where I was mentally when I read the title in the Brown County Democrat that a child was hit by a school bus. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into the details, break it all down. But when you hear that a child gets hit by their own school bus, it just, the outcome just doesn't seem like it's going to be a good one. You know what I'm saying? I don't know the last time you were around a school bus, but they're very large and their wheels are large. And so I imagine being like under the age of seven and getting hit by a school bus just isn't probably not a fun experience. Anyway, okay, so let's get into it. Like I said, spoiler alert, the kid didn't get killed so we can kind of have a little laugh about it, all right? And I'm going to. I'm going to laugh about it because it is ridiculous. And only in Brown County would this happen, by the way. So yes, child hit by bus. So the first article that was posted was in the Brown County Democrat on March 10th, 2023. The accident itself took place on March 9th at 4.33 p.m. So the Brown County Democrat, as always, was on it. They always give us the news fresh off the press the minute that the accident happens. 
So the accident, according to police reports, involved a Brown County school bus running over a child that had exited the school bus. Now, the child was immediately taken to a local hospital where they were treated for non-life-threatening injuries. To which I say, is this child, like, a superhero? Did Brown County give birth to Superman? Because I want you to sit there and tell me how a child with bird bones who got hit by a school bus has non-life-threatening injuries. Are they the elastic man? Like, I, I'm i glad, of course. Like, we're all collectively happy that the child did not die. But I watch Pet Cemetery. I know what happens to a small child that gets hit by a semi-truck. It's not good. So anyway, this kid is a superhero. The child was then transferred from that local hospital to an Indianapolis children's hospital for more care. Because obviously, I'm sure the doctors were like, <laughs> the injuries are not life-threatening, but like, girl, some internal bleeding right? Like, something has had had to have happened. And we're going to get more detail. So, the bus driver was administered an alcohol and blood test, which we don't know the results of. But when we get more into the nitty-gritty of the story, you and I are both going to come to the realization that he probably was not drunk or on meth. I know, Brown County and meth, they're best friends. However, I don't think meth had anything to do with this accident. I just think it was an accident. Now, the case did not release any details surrounding the name or age of the child and bus driver. The superintendent of the school system stated that the school corporation is not permitted to release the identity or details of the student for privacy reasons, which, like, obviously, I don't want to know this, like, kid's name or age. It's weird. Stop being weird. Now, the superintendent went on to state in a public post on Facebook that the Brown County school system would be reviewing all of its safety and protocol procedures in regards to the school transportation department. And this is a direct quote. The safety of our children is our highest priority and is a responsibility that we take very seriously. Apparently not seriously enough, considering that one of your students got hit by their own school bus. Now, luckily for you, the kid in question that got hit by their own school bus has bones made of literal steel and or doesn't have any bones at all. So it worked out. Now, the driver of the bus that hit the child was removed from the route pending further investigations into the details of the accident. And then on March 28th, they had a little update for us. So they posted another article that included more details of the accident itself. So they stated in that article that, according to the accident report, the bus driver had dropped off the children in the bus at their regular bus stop and the driver placed the school bus in park like you do and that the children had plenty of enough time to exit the bus park it open the little doorsies little kids go out the driver stated that he waited until all of the children had left the bus and he saw them cross the road at which point he placed the bus in drive and proceeded to run over a child and for some bizarre reason, this child was still at the front of the bus. So, like, picture this. You're the bus driver, right? You do this job every day, same time every day, same kids in your bus, same route. The kids by this time, this is not their first rodeo, okay? These kids should know how it works. They're on the bus. The door opens to said bus. You use your little legs and you walk out of said bus, and you go home. You do not loiter. You do not have a party in the road. You st- you know, you don't play football on the road. You take your little bitty lollipop legs, and you walk out of the bus, and you go home. But for some bizarre reason, 
This child on this specific day was like, you know what I want to do today? I'm going to sit in the middle of the road in front of the school bus and just have a meditation moment. Excuse me, what? Hello? Move it along. Stop wasting everybody's time. Get out of the road. Go home. What are you doing? Now, okay, for the kid's credit, maybe his shoes became untied or he was carrying something and he dropped it because we all know the kids have like mustard hands. They're always sticky, they're always wet, and they can't hold on to anything. So maybe something like that happened. For this kid's credit, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt that he had a real good reason for stopping in front of a moving vehicle. And again, I don't know the last time you rode in a school bus. But buses, in general, sit kind of far up from the ground. So presumably this child was young, probably under the age of seven. And I want you to tell me the last seven-year-old you saw that was six foot, okay? They're short. They're small, with little bird brittle bones. They're little birds. Quick, fast, short to the ground. Now, why on earth the kid, like I said, was in front, I don't know. Because the front of the bus and the back of the bus are blind spots. I don't really feel like I need to explain this, but we're going to go through it. It's blind spots, okay? What are blind spots? Blind spots are when you're in a vehicle and you have certain areas you cannot see from your rear view mirror. And in a bus, there's more blind spots. That's just how it works. Bigger the vehicle, bigger the blind spot. Now, I have two suggestions here, okay? Two suggestions. One, teach your kids how cars and buses work and what a blind spot is and the areas of a vehicle that have blind spots and how, I don't know, maybe as a child, you should just not be in close proximity to a vehicle, just in general. You exit it and you leave it. You do not stay near it. When you cross the street, make sure your car is stopped fully before you walk in front of it. Suggestion two. This is for all my car mechanic queens out there. Have some form of an alarm mechanism, I don't know, maybe a sensor, that lets the bus driver know if someone is in front of the bus, on the sides of the bus, or directly behind them in the back of the bus. Because it seems simple enough to me, because my own car, a 2012 Chevy Cruze, has a sensor in the back. When I put it in reverse, it beeps if someone is standing behind my car. Not only a person, but a vehicle, anything. If it is right behind my car, when I put it in reverse, it beeps and lets me know. Why can't they add that to a school bus? Really cared about your child's safety? Here's my recommendation. Add seatbelts to school buses and sensors. But I digress. Anyway, I wanted to share this story with you all because, again, I found it kind of interesting and intriguing. And at first, when I read the article, I'm like, oh, this is not going to end well. This is going to end in a lawsuit. This is going to end in the death of a child. Um, but luckily, that was not the case. And Pet Cemetery did not happen in real life. So we love that. And shout out to this superhero, possibly the new Superman kid, um, who can be hit by a car and be fine. So we love that for him. And, you know, shout out. I hope you have a good, healthy future. I don't know that you're 
injuries that are non-life-threatening, whatever that means, um, are fine, and that you don't have long-term side effects from being hit by a school bus. Well, so yeah, like I said, I thought that this was an interesting story, and I just felt the need to share it with you. Next episode, we have a few that we could pick from. It's just going to depend on my mood for the day. We could stick with the child theme, except this one is not happy, and it's it's I'm very disturbed, and we're all going to be sharing in trauma during telling this story, and that was a mother who killed her own kid. There's also the case of a neighbor who broke into her neighbor's home to hide meth in her couch, so that's a real Brown County tale for y'all. It's been a while since we've covered a true Brown County energy story, and, um, you know, the ones with meth are pretty much um, the truest ones out there, so we could cover that. We could also cover, uh, there was, <laughs> sticking with the Brown County school theme, there was a case a few years ago of racism in this yearly um, school book, not by a student, but by someone on the school board. And we could kind of go into the history in that case of the Ku Klux Klan in, um, in Brown County, because if you don't think that the rural area of Brown County, Indiana, had a Ku Klux Klan chapter, you are wrong. So that will be an interesting episode to cover. There's also a story I stumbled upon the other day, or someone sent me, I can't remember, where um, a case of wild bears blew through Brown County. So, you know, Brown County really does have it all, and there's probably still hundreds of stories to tell. It's just a matter of finding them, you know, or being sent them. If you want to send me one, email it and I'll share it. But anyway, I hope you found this to be an interesting story. Check in next time to hear one of the many other tales that I dig up. But in the meantime, as we say here on the pod, stay safe, stay hydrated, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye!